Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash trip for free shipping and 365-day returns. Here's a brief but annoying message to let you know that you could have first heard this episode nine months ago if you were a subscriber to our Iron Filing Society Patreon offering. For the price of a pint and a St. Clements each month, you can get up to four episodes a week, nine months before the rest of the world gets them. Early access to regular episodes... Lots of other marvellous benefits and there's absolutely no adverts or brief but annoying messages like this that will get right on your ticks. Find out more and subscribe now at tftimemachine.com slash ironfilings. Here we go, 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 this is it. This is Top Flight Time Machine, I am Andy Hot Body Dawson, pow, pow, pow. I'm Sam Nifty Delaney, so what? Welcome along to another episode of the Yesterday's Hero Odyssey. We're working our way through the 1979 classic film, Yesterday's Hero. Uh, you might have seen it the other night, actually, on your TV set. It was on Talking Pictures channel again, oh. which is where it regularly crops up every few months. Uh, so you could have watched it in widescreen, HD, fucking surround sound or whatever. Whatever this 1979 film has got. I might do a screening of this movie for yeah. like my birthday or something oh, I've just had my birthday but I might do a special because cinemas are slowly reopening but there is a small mm. cinema that you can hire near me it's not too expensive oh you've done this before haven't you when you nicked off yeah, with yeah, all the sweets and then realised you got, got charged for them uh, that was probably of all the compromising situations <laughs> I've found in my life and there's a lot I mean mm. I have been caught red handed in terrible situations countless times through my yeah. life but yeah. probably the funniest is at this quite fancy place, the geezer walking in. And it was the fact that if it had been me stuffing all these snacks into my rucksack, that would have been quite yeah. bad. If it had been Len, separate to me, stuffing it all into his rucksack, that would have been mm. quite bad. But what made it so perfectly awful was the fact that my son, who was only eight at the time, is standing there stuffing, frantically stuffing sweets, popcorn, bottles of Coke into his rucksack, but with me stood over him managing it. Yeah. Like, literally more, instructing more so. him. You could get not like, some up your I, sleeve if you try. Is it, is it like, quick, quick, get it and side pocket. Now, have you got all the bottles of Coke? Good, good. And then the geese is just standing there looking at us. It took me a few moments to notice he was there. I think he was aghast at what was going on. Oh, hello. I'm just taking these. They're all bought and paid for. No, they're not, mate. <laughs> then I didn't have the bottle to put them back because I thought it'd make me look cheap, so I gave the cunt about 100 quid. Fucking 100 quid hell. for a load of snacks. Jesus Christ. Yeah, but you're going to go back and do it again, but without the uh, snack acquisition. They were shit snacks as well, by the way, because it was all that kind of, you know, that over-the-top artisan small batch popcorn. Oh, yeah, yeah. Fucking and you thought, well, cinnamon I might as well and have or, this. Or, or, cinema and oregano flavour. Yeah, you thought, well, it's going to be free. I might as well give it a try. I certainly wouldn't pay a good money for it. Yeah, and you're wretched, but, uh, but you're eating it yeah. anyway because you've got to eat something. Yeah. <laughs> if not, if not, oh, you'll be hungry. 
good life lesson. That's my that, attitude. It's a good yeah. life lesson. You've got to eat something, otherwise you're going to be hungry. you got to eat something. I mean, yeah. you're not going to sit watching a film not putting something in your fucking gob and down into your guts. <laughs> be awful. It's like in the history box this week, we were talking about the adverts for milk. Have some milk, you yeah. cunts. And, uh, the, uh, you know, also tied in with the adverts of cream cakes that celebrities used to do. Have yeah. a fucking Have cream a cake. cake. Go on. Yeah. And they should do adverts for food. You've got to eat the something. The you got to eat something. <laughs> food. Because, fuck's sake, you've got to eat something. Don't forget to eat. <laughs> <laughs> Always be eating. Uh, we used to have that as a... um. You know in that film, Glengarry, Glen Ross? Yeah. And they have ABC always be closing. Always be closing, yeah. That's a diveable film, yeah, isn't and it? When we used to do um, away days, me and my mates, and, you you know, one away days where you're going up north and you, like, meet mm. at Euston at, like, 8 a.m. and you'd mm-hmm. bang on it. And so we had this sort of philosophy that we stuck to, which was always be eating, A-B-E. <laughs> because we worked out of what happened was... Between all the alcohol and very often drugs, mm. you'd sort of forget Drug to eat, and it would ruin you. It would like yeah. ruin you oh, because yeah. you'd be, you know, start at eight, then you'd do all that traveling, and by the time you were back, you'd be in really bad trouble. And you would often just forget to eat because you wouldn't break for regular meal times. Yeah. So we'd go into like the, the shop at the station and just buy everything, like as all the snacks, everything edible. Yeah, and the thing was, it was like a policy of eat even when you're not hungry, just keep feeding your body energy. Yeah, and exactly. I just think that's not a bad like, even if and you're not it, on an away day. Did it manage to keep you on an even keel throughout those away days? Well, like, it always ended awfully, but it probably could have ended it, it a lot pro- worse. It prolonged the awfulness a little bit. Yeah, it it, it, it probably stopped me from going to sleep at the usual time. I very often fall asleep as soon as we got in the ground because it was the first time I'd sat down in a few hours. So I'd sit in the chair and then the whistle would go for kickoff and then I'd just be asleep, (laughs) snoring. (laughs) Oh, well. Always be eating, yeah. God, we Mm. used to do, we we used to have sessions where we'd be, if it was like a match day, and we'd start at 12 because we knew we were going to be out for the whole day afterwards as well. Mm. And we go to a place, a pub in Sunderland called Baroque. Mm. It was uh, a very fancy pub. And they did breakfast. Massive. Named massive, after an art movement. Massive breakfast they were doing there with yeah. everything on, plus the chips. Lot. Plus yeah. chips. Oh, yeah. chips very sprinkled important. across the top like a garnish. If oh. you're a young lad listening and you're gearing up to start going to away days again once lockdown's over, mm-hmm. just whatever you do, always oh, try to start with the biggest gut-busting cooked breakfast yeah. you can. And then, of course, you'll be too full to drink. So, yeah. yeah. But uh, those days are behind me, thankfully. So what were we doing? Yesterday's hero, isn't it? Yeah, I'm looking at the... Uh, you know what that all reminds me of as well, all that preparing yourself for a big day out and starting yeah. early. You can't help but go back to Callum the Sunderland shitter. I was just going to mention him. Yeah, do I not mean, adopt the Callum approach. Well, that that's a fable of... for our times, isn't it? That's like, if we ever do the Bible of Top Flight Time Machine, that will be like, you know, like the Old Testament. Yeah which is yeah. just a load of, as I understand, I've never read it, but the Old Testament's the good one, isn't it? Because the New Testament's the one just all about Jesus. But yeah. the Old Testament's just like loads of really great little stories about Scary mental shit. things that happen. Yeah. 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 <laughs> it's basically like Tales of the Unexpected, the Old <laughs> Testament, isn't it? It's just like, 
a series of fucking mad incidents that that took yeah. place in ancient times to people, right? I'm, I'm and wondering, I think, yeah, is it diveable? Could we do a live show? Could, <laughs> oh, I would love to do that. Yeah, because actually, I haven't ever read it, and I'm sure it is really good. And um, but also, you know, it's all fucking really mad. It's not like small things happen. It's not like oh, you know, like our stories that we have on this podcast, like, yeah, I got locked out and I ended up sleeping in the neighbour's front garden and then yeah. in the morning, blah, blah, blah. It's quite good. But in the fucking Old Testament, it's like, oh, I managed to part the fucking seas using magic. Yeah. I mean, yeah, kind of what, what you've done with these stories is create a modern Old Testament, a new That's Old Testament, if you like. Yeah. Mm. Um, I mean, we were like going to introduce Sir... shitting out of a tree. That would be in it, wouldn't exactly. it? Exactly. Yeah. I mean, we're going to we're going to try and introduce Sir John God. I think into the live shows, and we do them later in yeah. not this year. Maybe, well, might be this year. I don't know. But uh, he could do some Old Testament stuff. Just thinking out loud here. I don't know. Um, I've always thought that someone ambitious, an ambitious filmmaker, and maybe mm. we'd be the people to write the screenplay. No one's ever done a biopic of God. They've done ones of Jesus because they had what's yeah. his name in it that the lad who did the show Robert, with Jasper Carrot, Robert Powell, yeah, yeah, from the detectives. They've done, <laughs> they've done, and I think they've also done Willem Dafoe played him as well. Yeah. But, so there's plenty of stuff about Jesus, but the one, the real story is the man behind Jesus, the origin story, God, the fella, the and fella a biopic of God yeah. would be amazing if you go right yeah. back to when God, like, who created God. That's the question, isn't it? Yeah. Ooh. Maybe we should find out Fucking in the film. Hell. Yeah. Maybe there's a higher God. Uh, uh, the God of to, Gods. The God of Gods, yeah. Don't know. Um, yeah, where are we at? Yeah. Yesterday's so it's hero. yesterday's hero. And um, Rod Turner has just signed for The Saints, as they're called. They don't seem to have any other name other than The Saints. Yeah. I like uh, that. Been signed Just up call by, them the Saints. Yeah. yeah. He signed up by Clint Simon, who needs a player for his uh, cup semi-final, but they're kind of like third-tier level, League One level. Um, Rod arrives at the training ground, and uh, Clint introduces him to Jake, uh, who is the manager, who is a miserable cunt, played by Adam Faith. And uh, Clint's all sort of fucking happy and jolly and he says yeah Jake you know each other and Rod says yeah and Jake says you better get your ass out of here and start training hadn't you and Rod says that's what I'm here for and it's all a bit <laughs> tense and yeah. then um, really good actually both of them up. are really good actors yeah Adam Faith underrated actor and he's brilliant in this and yeah. there is a great they, between them both. Every scene that involves them both, I feel, is genuinely really like authentic and quite tense. Kind of like, like really heat. Great. It's kind of like yeah, De Niro it, or Pacino. It, it's like Britain's <laughs> answer to heat, but, <laughs> but it's better. Yeah, but ten years previously. Yeah. Uh, and Jake says, "I heard you'd give it up training." And uh, Clint realises there's a bit of an atmosphere here, and he's like, "Fuck this!" And he says, uh, "Yeah, look, I got a split, so I'll see you both later." And he just wanders off. He's like, oh, <laughs> fuck, what have I done here? Fuck this. I've put these two arseholes together. I can't be around for any of this negative energy shit. I'm away. Yeah, that's and, what uh, I do. I relate to Clint in this scene. <laughs> <laughs> and Rod tries to shake Jake's hand and Jake just ignores him. Jake's standing there with his arms folded. 
Just ignores him. And Fuck he off with your handshakes, you prick. Yeah, exactly. You fucking punk. This is a place of work, <laughs> not handshakes. Yeah. And he shouts, uh, John, put him to work, will you? <laughs> mm-hmm. So uh, Rod's going to um, get into the training ahead of the semi-final. Uh, and then we cut to the bit at the end of the semi-final, not the end of the semi-final, the end of the training session. And um, some of the players, a couple of the players come across and they're welcoming Rod to the squad. Uh, one of them uh, puts his arm around him and welcomes him and all this. And uh, Rod says, I'm glad someone wants me. So he's feeling a bit sorry for himself. It's <laughs> Jake, Jake Marsh, isn't it? Yeah. Uh, one of the players says, take no notice of the boss. He's a right bastard. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. He's a, he's a right that's, bastard. <laughs> yeah, that's proper. Um, that's like old school sort of swearing like we did yeah. in those days. You don't have yeah. to dress everything up. Nah, he just goes to fucking bastards. And then like people got into things like Blackadder. And I remember in your getting the seat, one of the things that I really thought was great was how you called people out for using stupid fucking over-the-top swearing like cockwomble. Twee swearing, yeah. Twee swearing. Compound but they've been there being words. clever. And I just like a good old-fashioned, I don't want to sound like xenophobic or nationalistic or anything like that. But at the end of the day, you cannot be a good old-fashioned British swear. Do you know what I mean? Not. Yeah, yeah. I mean, that's why the swear words are effective because they're usually one syllable. They're usually, they've got a hard um, sound to them. Fuck. Cunt. Twat. I've hated, I hated Shit. all of the, when Trump was president, I hated all of the dickheads who loved sort of doing over-elaborate sort of, you know, you ginger-haired fucking... Do you know what I mean? Yeah, like, orange-faced yeah. fucking blah, blah, blah. Yeah. Like, really over-elaborate. Because they, they, Yeah, shit given. They think they're being poetic. But it's yeah. like, the, the poetry is in the swear words themselves. The poetry's in the brevity of them, exactly. Yeah. You know, two syllables maximum. My mate was telling me yesterday that he um his, his daughter plays in um uh, you know an under 11s football team that's quite mm. competitive and he goes round to quite a lot of away games right and uh he was asked this weekend he was asked to run the line and he's quite an anxious right. type my mate and he was like oh fucking hell oh well it's only an under 11s game an under 11 girls game it you know should be all right and he goes his mate told him oh be careful mate he went a couple of weeks ago i had to do it he went, and I made a call that he goes, it was fairly marginal, right? Yeah. He goes, it was marginal. He goes, but I called it, and it's just an under 11s girls game in like the Surrey League or whatever. And he goes, and a dad crept up behind me as I raised the flag, leant in, and <laughs> whispered in my ear, really close up so no one could hear. He just went, you fucking cunt. <laughs> <laughs> he went and this bloke went and I've got to tell you he goes it fucking chilled me to the bone oh, he went because it was just so sinister the way that he he whispered it so softly and gently into my ear wow and, went, and this is an under 11 girls game yeah and I keep saying girls which makes me sound like I'm belitting it uh, so maybe it's not relevant it was girls but the point is it's a yeah. kiddies game it, in a way, it's good that the, the girls' game is now finding itself on the same level as the, yeah. the male version of the game in that respect, in that there's a dad who's prepared to lean in and say that. 
That's good. It means there are my, my a lad Len level is wants equal. to quit Monday Football Club after school. All right, because frankly, doesn't like the teacher who trains oh, him. Okay, and I'm this like, feels a bit European I, Super League. <laughs> I'm trying to like, um, you know, be a little bit. I'm, you know, I'm pretty soft with my kids, but occasionally I feel as if I ought to say, "Do you know what? You should stick at this. You know, yeah, yeah. you've made a commitment. Stick at it." But he, this morning he was like in tears saying that he didn't want to do it. And I go sometimes a bit early to run the rule over mm. what these coaching sessions are like. And I tell Len all the stories like, you know, fucking hell, the, the, the coach who we had when I played for my Sunday league team who stole our passports and mm. would swear at us and like yeah. he'd literally call us cunts and stuff when we were like 11. Do you know what I mean? Like fucking yeah. mental, complete madman. And we just sort of got on with it. But you were there. Well, it's only was you were there for, out of choice. It wasn't a yeah, mandatory yeah. school thing. We were members of it. We paid subs. Our parents paid subs for us to be members of it. And you go there, go. And he didn't be in the full sheepskin. Everyone go. You fucking lazy cunt. You look like you've been on the nest all night. That's what he'd always say. And we we didn't <laughs> even know what it meant. Yeah. yeah. And then he just oh, nicked Jesus. our passports. Fuck's sake. Jalapeno. A lot can happen in the next three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans are available for these changing times. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer budget-friendly, flexible coverage for people who are in between jobs or missed open enrollment. The plans last nearly three years in some states, with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. So for whatever tomorrow brings, United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans may be for you. Learn more at UH1.com. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. PlushCare is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Jalapeño. Right, so like I'm, I'm at fucking watching Lens after school Monday night football, and I'm thinking, mate, you don't know you're fucking born. But the yeah. point is, is that the coach you used to have, it was all built around having fun because they're only nine, right? And the coach he's got now, who's one of the teachers, I've not seen him be mean or abusive. But what he is is he's dead serious and strict, and he runs right. it all like a drill because he's yeah. trying to make them into footballers, mm. and. Len's argument is, to be honest, I'm not interested in that. I'm there to have fun and enjoy playing football. And this is not enjoyable. Yeah. Like, he barely ever lets us play a game. He'll, like, do drills over and over again where you're trapping the ball or practicing turning on the ball and all of that. Routine, routine, routine. And I'm sort of caught between, on the one hand, I don't want to be someone who just, as soon as my kid doesn't like something, I let him just duck out of it because it's not a very good life lesson, right? It's not. But then on the other hand, it's like, He's in tears because he so doesn't like the vibe oh, that, that this coach Shit. is putting out. Yeah, yeah. So I think I'm going to let him quit, but I'm yeah. gutted. I think I think you've got to give them. A, you, you can kind of tell when it's serious and when they really don't want to do it. I mean, when they're in tears regularly, 
that's kind yeah, of... Yeah, he hasn't done it. I go, and when he's doing it, he seems fine. And he's mm. with his mates, all his mates do it, and they're all, like, having a bit of a laugh together. But then afterwards, I go, how was it? And he goes, horrible. I really didn't like it. And then when you yeah. get to next week, and it's the morning he's packing his kit, he gets really upset saying, please don't make me do it this week. Yeah, and he... I go, are you not telling me something about this cunt? Because the way you're reacting, it's like he's being really horrible to you, and yeah. I've not seen that. But I can see that he's serious. I think kids aren't... I mean, my kids... Especially at the primary school, they're just not used to strictness, really. Yeah. There's a lot of, you know, there's a lot of focus at primary school on just making people feel happy and comfortable and having fun. Yeah. And then you get someone who's taking something dead serious and they think, fuck's sake, I'm, I only do this for a laugh. This is, like, really intense and annoying. It's hard, isn't it? Because life's like that. Some things you've got to go through are hard and difficult. That's what I and said like, to him. And it's, it's like... Are we, without trying to sound like a, an old fucker, are we raising children who are too cosseted? Because everything's about making them happy and feel good. That's what I'm wrestling life with. Life isn't fun and joyful tough, all the yeah. time. Life's fucking well, hard. What I keep I mean, saying is, I keep I keep giving him all the um, Alcoholics Anonymous recovery spiel, right? <laughs> I don't tell him it's about, oh, listen, son, right? Your dad had a big issue, and I mean major. <laughs> with gear and booze, right? It were out of control, right? So I've joined a fellowship, right? (laughs) And I found it very, very helpful. And I'm thinking, the way you're going, maybe you should join it too. (laughs) No, I just go, listen, you can't control what other people are like. You can't change the way this teacher is, but you can control your response to it. Yeah. And you can, you you know, it, it's the old thing that we say about don't let someone live in your nut rent free. Mm. Right. So it's like this bloke, this teacher is living in your head rent free, but he's not trying to. He's just that's how he rolls. That's just how he is. Yeah. That's just how he rolls. And you can decide how you react. So you can sort of laugh it off or think that he's a bit of a knob and just get on with enjoying the session on your own yeah. in your own way. Which, which but, clearly isn't. I mean, you've you've. But, yeah. you've 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 sort of given Len those opportunities to try and think about it and decide whether or not he wants to do it, but he's still hating it. And if he's coming, he reacts tears, very badly then... when I when I give him this spiel about how yeah. you know you, you know um, tolerate the shit that you know. Mm. Basically, don't try to control other people. Just focus on your own reactions to other people. It infuriates yeah. him, understandably. I, mean, I had a similar thing a few years ago. My son used to go to Cubs. He was in yeah. Cubs for about two years, and he quite enjoyed it. Sometimes he'd come back and he said, I didn't enjoy it tonight because some of the other boys were a bit too rough when yeah. we were playing games and stuff. And, you know, the uh, Arcala, or whatever they're called, the, yeah. the scout leader, um, didn't discipline them enough and didn't really, wasn't paying attention. Yeah. And that this would happen a few times. He'd be like, oh, I didn't enjoy it. It was too rough again. But and that's reminiscent of my own experience of Cubs, and he'd, yeah. And he'd, he'd want to leave. And I'd say, no, stick at it, because, you know, sometimes it doesn't always go your way and sometimes people are rough, but, you know, stick with it because the fun outweighs the bad stuff. And then one night he yeah. came home and he just said that one of the other boys would try to strangle him. And yeah. I said, all right, well, you can stop going now then. I think once we get yeah. to strangling and attempted yeah, murder. Yeah, strangling think, level. Yeah, but, you, no, but To be fair, line. you do that is one of the badges, the strangling badge. Oh, right, I didn't know that. So, they've got a lot of new badges now, like Wi-Fi. They, yeah, it's... Uh, Wi-Fi Strang- strangling is badge is one of them, but not yeah. everyone agrees with it. And all I would say is, it is the Cubs want have got a tradition of teaching boys how to strangle effectively. Mm. But what I'm saying is, do they have to do it on the other boys? 
Can you not do it yeah. on like a dummy like a, or something? A, a dummy or something like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. I mean, a kid knows but, that. A kid needs to know how to strangle. But of course, you're perfectly capable of teaching your kid how to strangle. Of course, I can. I can teach him. It's not hard, is it? No. It's. Um, I mean, we we picked it up when we were kids, just from you know, no one taught well, we, us. In, the, in those sort of days, you just pick up. It, in those days, we were out front strangling in the street till it got dark, and your mum called you in for your tea. But it was it wasn't frowned upon as much as it is now. They, you'd have a lot of strangling no. in the, the mainstream media. You'd have um, you'd have it on the news. Know, TV programmes. People would be getting strangled. As that strangling time, Grace tonight. Jones, Grace Jones strangled Russell Harty on that interview. That yeah, time. and you had that Sunday um, night show strangling today with um, uh, Esther Ransom. Used to yeah. present it. Yeah, of course. And people would send in pictures of themselves strangling around the UK. Yeah, yeah. And uh, it was it was a fun thing. But nowadays it's a lot more, um, I don't know, it doesn't get the attention it used to. But John Noakes in, did that strangling with Noakes, didn't he? Where he was like yeah. going around in woodlands and stuff, strangling yeah. rambling. Yeah. As long as no one died, <laughs> it was all right. You know, as long as you knew when to stop. This week... This week, I'm in South Wales on the Brecon Beacons, where mm. I am looking for opportunities to strangle some unsuspecting ramblers. Let's see how we get on. Come on, Ramble. Shep. Rambler <laughs> strangling. <laughs> Come on, Shep. You sniff them out and I'll strangle the cunts. <laughs> so make sure you don't kill them. That's the sometimes golden rule, isn't it? Sometimes you can fail what might be that final breath coming out of them but you always need to know when to stop and I think that's what the Cubs teach now but uh, yeah once the strangling starts it's time to leave I think um, no, I think you're right I think you're right I mean you know I've, I'll. this is what I'm sure a lot of listeners who are parents you wrestle with spare the rod spoil the child spoil the child yeah exactly so um, yeah take no notice of the boss he's a right bastard says uh, <laughs> one of the players and he says he's a good manager but a right bastard yeah <laughs> and again the other one <laughs> that's true too isn't it you do get people who are yeah. right bastards but good yeah of course yeah of course there needs to be an element of bastardry I think not everyone you're not gonna, you're going to get results from just being a fucking nice guy all the time I love David you know I mean? Moyes and I think that he apparently his assistant Alan Irvin mm. he, he would have probably worked with him at Sunderland too although I think not he good. might have gone off on his own at that point to West Brom which might be why, yeah, maybe that's why he didn't succeed. Shit. Yeah, yeah. Right. but um, he's apparently a right bastard. Is he? But the players <laughs> love him anyway. Yeah. But he's Moise's, like, right-hand bastard, and he's, like, yeah. terrifying. He's a terrifying yeah. Scotsman, and the players are like, yeah, they but they respect him for it, you know, so... It was the guy that was Graham Taylor's right-hand man who used to shit off the top of the wardrobe into the cup. Harrison, S- was that his name? Steve, Steve Harrison. Harrison. Steve Harrison, yeah. Is that the equivalent of that, do you think? Alan no, I think he was the joker in the pack. You need that, right. too. Was he not a bastard like, as so, well, though? I don't know Harrison. if he was a bastard, but... It, I mean, I always thought that shitting from those bunk beds into a um, into a small cup, teacup top was Top of the wardrobe, less, wasn't it? I thought it was the top oh, of the wardrobe. wardrobe. I, I thought, yeah, because I originally heard that he'd done it... There was bunk beds, which now, looking back, sounds far-fetched that the England players were staying in bunk beds. And he... <laughs> Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and that he, he, he bestrode the bunk beds, like, you know, yeah. a bit like the Judkins technique, yeah. you know, a foot on each bunk bed. Um, but maybe it was a wardrobe. But anyway, 
I thought that was done as a like bonding sort of look, lads. Come on, this is a bit of a laugh. This will improve team spirit. I'm shitting into a cup. But from what yeah. you're saying, if he was a bastard, maybe it was a power play. Maybe it was more like, right, I wasn't happy with your attitude in training today. Mm. Some of you are coasting. And for that reason, I've done a shit in a cup in your fucking room. Right? And I, it's going to stay I, there all night. No one's to move it. Or, or maybe he gathered them all around and made them watch him do it. Do you know what I mean? Because that's, that's an appalling thing to have to watch. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Watch, this is what I thought of you, you a lot today. Climbs up onto the wardrobe <laughs> like, like a fucking orangutan. Charlton, fucking pants. Charlton, look at my ass. That represents your performance against Norway. <laughs> and oh, that by the way, paper cup, of- that paper cup on the ground, that's Euro 84. I'm shitting in it. Now. <laughs> um, I uh, went to the zoo on my birthday last week in the Isle of Wight, Ooh. and it was fantastic. But one of the best things that happened was, was that one of my presents was a pair of binoculars. Nice. Which... We won't dwell on now, but obviously I thought, well, there's going to be a lot of Top Flight Time Machine content to be had out of these binoculars or nanoculars, as I like to call them. Call them Don't know what? why, just, just nanoculars. <laughs> it's just funny, isn't it? Because when you're a kid, you can't say binoculars, so there's all different binocul- ways of saying it. Uh, it was binoculars. binoculars. <laughs> yeah, some binoculars, some nanoculars. Call them what you want. But we all know... My wife bought them for me, and I said to her, that's strange. I think that's quite modern that you're happy for me to attempt to look at other ladies' boobs <laughs> from a distance. <laughs> maybe, these... she's, maybe she's just gradually trying to ease you out of the organisation. Yeah. <laughs> giving you an there excuse. You go. There you go. Go for your life. I know what you'll be See looking you in at. Court. <laughs> Binoculars. Right. But anyway, what I did do was I took them to the zoo and a lion Mm. came out and I thought, right, time to have a look at this lion close up. Mm. So I got the binoculars out and he came out of his cage. I opened the door and he came out and he walked into Mm. his roaming area and he looked around a bit and then he cocked a leg sort of up on a rock a little bit and he began to piss. And I thought, fucking jackpot. The, mm. the binoculars the, came the, out. They've paid for themselves here. Yeah. I thought, <laughs> if I never get any other use out of this fucking, of these binoculars, I, I don't care. I watched the lion having a piss. I, wa- I watched this lion have a piss, Andy, and it was <laughs> sensational. I mean, it's hard to describe. I might draw a picture of it, but it, it's, it's a lion's cock came out. Now, yeah. the first observation I made was... It was actually smaller than I imagined because the lion is the king of the jungle, so you're expecting it to be yeah. a really impressive, shlefty cock. Yeah, and I'm not saying it was a look. It was bigger than mine, so I'm not <laughs> judging. <laughs> I mean, but, obviously, yeah, that was the first assessment know, I made. A, now, a lion is it going to be bigger, bigger or smaller than my cock? <laughs> oh, oh, fuck, it's bigger. bigger. Well, Shit. fair enough. He is a lion, but nevertheless. <laughs> Right, it was, if I take me out of it, then it was smaller than I would expect the King of the Jungle. It, and it was quite stuff. it was fat, and it was hairy, it was lion-covered. It was lion-coloured. So, it, you know the lion's fur? That yeah. was all over it, so it looked like... Wow! But it was what's known as a chode. You know, like, a chode yeah. is a word for a small squat. Small stubby. Penis. Yeah, it was. Yeah, it was. It was. Yeah, it was perfectly visible, and obviously, mm. it wasn't erect, right? No, it no, was just having a piss, isn't he? Not trying to have it off. Just having a piss. 
You yeah. can't, can't have a piss with an erection as any man who has woken up and tried to go for a morning with one knows the only way to do it without getting it all over yourself is to do a handstand. And we, whilst doing a handstand, it's the only safe way to proceed if you wake up is. needing a yeah, weed up with an erection. The wall. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, and, uh, yeah, I, I utilise some of the dance moves I learned as a, when I was into jungle music on right. drum and bass. Very often at the junglist and drum and bass clubs in the mm. 90s, I would do a dance. Is this to do, do with pissing upside down or to, to No, do I'd do a dance where I'd sort of, when I got really, really into it, I would put my hands on the floor and my feet up on the wall and just rive my booty really yeah. high speed, yeah. like yeah. like uh, like at drill speed. Do you know what I mean? To yeah. the drum and bass music. Yeah. Humping the air or yeah. humping the wall. And that's now, and then that later got utilised when I needed to do an, an erect yeah. wee. Good skill, like anyway. strangling. Yeah. I, it's another badge you have to do in the cups. Now this week, kids, okay, I'm just going to show busy. you. How are you going to do a piss if you ever wake up with an unfortunate erection whilst also needing a wee-wee? Uh, it'll happen to all of you, trust me. And this is why the scouts can't be trusted. Um, where are we? So, yeah, the lion's cock and the binoculars. That's it, really. I mean, I've got other binocular tales yeah. to tell, but that yeah. was the highlight of my birthday, was Good. watching a lion piss through binoculars, and that's my assessment of the lion's cock I saw. I, I mean... My father had binoculars and his father before him had them as well and mm. it's not something I've ever considered having. But now, Get now them. that you've said that, I think it's a thing. We're at the time of life where binoculars, binoculars are come things into play. That, that we need. Yeah, I'm oh, very, very attractive. It, I was by delighted. The idea. I mean, I use these binoculars so much. I mean, I'm yeah. carrying them everywhere with me. In fact, later on, I'm go after this, I'm going to meet my mate f- for lunch at a pub and I'm going to walk back by the river, so I'm going to take the binoculars with me. Oh, yeah. You can have a look at like some swans or something, can't you? That'll be good. The other thing I do is, I, you, I, I defy you to not do this when you look through binoculars, right? Mm. I look through them and I mm. cannot look through them without, as I take them away from my face, looking to whoever I'm stood with, my wife ideally, and going... <laughs> no matter what I've been looking at, you just can't help but do it. It's just the only reaction you can do after looking through some binoculars. Totally. Blimey! Totally. <laughs> I don't think many of them to the pound. Bernard Breslau. Yeah. Jesus! Steam coming out of your ears. I might go and order myself some now. I've got. I've just got an electric screwdriver coming today. Oh, Why I, I haven't those. had an electric screwdriver before now, I don't know. Why would oh, anyone yeah. use conventional hand screwdriver when yeah, you get an electric one for about 30 that. quid? Fuck hell. Yeah, They're so the most gonna, handy thing you'll ever buy. They're up there with, totally. the, with the shark, yeah. Totally. And I'm going to order some binoculars But get some binoculars. Well. i got some Nikon ones. They're small ones. They're not like the ones you had in the olden days, like the big yeah. black ones. You get like fancy sort of like Nikon small ones that can almost fit in yeah. your pocket. Yeah, exactly. Uh, right, that's it from this one. We've covered about 12 seconds of the film, but uh, that, that's what can happen sometime. Um, yeah, thanks very well, much for well, listening. We'll be back with more next week. Are you going to uh, add something I've got else to there? say is yeah. Nanoculars. Nanoculars. Thank you. Goodbye. <laughs>